0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Film Review Weekly, another episode where we review the latest film, depending on what we could watch. That's basically how this show is going to work. But I'm excited because we have an Oscar contender, Big Willie, Will Smith, finally entering the Oscar race, possibly with this film, King Richard. Last time he was nominated, I believe, was... Ali or Pursuit of Happiness? He was nominated for those Pursuit two films. Pursuit of Happiness. Was it Pursuit of Happiness? Okay. This is another true story. All three of his nominations, if he gets nominated for this movie, we be playing people who are based on true people. Ali, the guy from Pursuit of Happiness, I don't remember his name, but he made me cry at the end of the movie. <laughs> and King Richard, it's kind of hard to forget King Richard and Ali because the movies are basically titled after the main character. So yeah, I'm really excited for this. Uh, this is a movie that's a sports film. It's a drama. It's a family film. I think you can probably take your kids to see this. All there is a little bit of violence that we'll talk about that in spoilers. Maybe not for all families. I don't know. It's hard to say. It is definitely a drama first and foremost. Uh, so that will be our main review today, but we're going to start off by talking about what we've been watching lately. So I'm going to ask uh, – so I should have introduced you guys earlier. Jacob and Taylor are here, the usual co-hosts of the film – what do we call it here? Film Weekly Review? I can't remember <laughs> our own title. Uh, guys, what have you been watching lately? Let's start with Jacob.
1: Uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. Yes. Um, so outside of having uh, the soundtrack of Tick Tick Boom on repeat – Uh, the only movie I got to see this week was the latest Venom film. Uh, I finally got to see, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. What an honor. Um, you, uh stood out of that
2: screen i absolutely (laughs) refused to attend with you
1: Uh, you you were missed everyone was asking oh where's taylor and i was like she nope (laughs) she she was like no i'm good i'm i'm good uh i really really did not like this movie um i didn't like the first one i thought the first one was very bad very very bad film and uh this one is not much better the only positive I will give is that it is 90 minutes, and it definitely feels it. it. It flies by, which is which is one positive. Is it doesn't feel like it's a three-hour movie like some 90-minute movies can. It definitely it's like oh no, okay, in out we're done. That's good. Um, I I thought the relationship between Venom and Brock was the strongest part of the film. I thought that their relationship actually is... If it focused more on that and had a better script with that, I think it could have actually been a really good movie. But the dialogue, the script in this movie is horrendous. Like, it's actually horrifically bad of how just strange and weird a lot of the dialogue that they have and and not in that oh this is kooky in and along the lines of what venom is no it's just bad dialogue and i'm not like i'm not gonna give it a pass because oh he's an alien he doesn't have he doesn't speak in good dialogue no this is just bad dialogue like it's it's exposition filled it's cringy it's not funny and i this movie really didn't work for me um there's a scene where naomi harris has a line and i literally turned to my friend and i said this movie has four oscar nominees in it i hate everything (laughs) and Yeah. yeah
0: Seeing Michelle Williams in this movie, it's just, again, I say this on every episode, it's a paycheck. This is, let me get my Marvel money, Sony Marvel money, and then I'll go do another indie film and get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, there's a lot of great actors in this. I do think Woody Harrelson was miscast. I think they should have went for a younger actor. This movie gets things wrong from just a comic standpoint. I always saw Venom as the T-100, a big, bulky alien, you know, he's, he's Eddie Brock. He's this big guy who turns to an alien who looks like menace to me. Carnage was the T-1000. He was Robert Patrick in T2 slick. He even had his main thing is he turns his arms to axes and knives and he's just more of a speed kind of, you know, I'm going to kill you quickly, slice your throat. And they just make him this hulking beast. He's bigger than Venom's like, Oh, bad guy's got to be bigger than the good guy. That's not what Carnage was in the comics. He was a more of a deadly, silent assassin who could just go insane. It was done by an insane person. So I think Woody Harrelson was really miscast. He was cast because Reuben Fletcher did the original, and he did all the, those Zombie Land movies with Woody Harrelson. So he's like, hey, Woody, do you want to do a cameo? There might be a sequel. And he, Woody's like, yeah, sure, I'll cash that check also. So I think Woody Harrelson was miscast. I think the movie at 90 minutes is... It goes by so fast, which I understand is a positive, but it gives no room for any of these characters to breathe. Oh no, no, no. not whatsoever. And I understand what you're saying; like it's they're not really good characters. The dialogue's not really good. But come, on, I need I need to get invested into something, and everything just moves at such a breakneck pace. I just. Before I could even think or digest what happened, we're on to the next scene. We're on to the next action sequence. We're on to the next scene of Tom Hardy doing something crazy. Venom, I will give you, is, I think, a better, you know, he he's actually a character in this movie. The first one, it's really Tom, Tom Hardy, and Venom pops up here and there. But, like, he's the actual character who talks. He's his inner monologue. Andy Circus, what's he doing directing this movie?
1: Paycheck? <laughs> I look Andy Circus right now is one for three, and the two that he is that are bad are his ones where he's had a budget. Um, he like breath, uh, either breathe or breath. I can't remember what it's called, but that's that's a good movie. That is a, that is a, a a nice small budget sweet movie. Mowgli is terrible. Mowgli was is just a, a massive big budget disaster, and then this one again. A big budget disaster. And he, he the directing is bad. Like, it, it's, the the action scenes are not good. The, the way the story is told is really not done well at all. So, like, he's, it's not well directed. I, I just, this, this movie's not good. It's a, do really, you like really the first film movie.
0: more? I, I still prefer the first film over this one. Uh,
1: it, to me, they're, as bad as each other. Like I, I I don't really like, I don't have a preference between either of them. I have, but again, I haven't seen venom since theaters. So I, 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 and it's not one that I'm like, Oh, let's go revisit venom. So I'm going off memory. I would say they're just as bad as each other. I'm not going to remember either of these movies 10 years from now. Like I'm going to forget that. Oh wait, there was, that's right. There were two venom movies and they were terrible because I mean, God, I hope we don't get a third one. Like, I really hope we don't get a third I one. I
0: think we will because this one made uh, a good amount of money. I'll say yeah, this. I I'll... did re-watch Venom right before watching this one. And I that's why I kind of walked away saying, well, wow, I think the first one's actually just a better put-together movie. It's better directed. I think Ruben Fletcher is not, like, an amazing director. But I think he had a little bit more style than Andy Serkis did. Andy Serkis doesn't really feel like he has a style in this movie. So... I understand where you're coming from. Uh, it's a crap movie.
1: Yeah, I, I will say actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, the I can't even remember what where, where it is, but the sequence in the first one when he's in the hallway and the cops are trying to kill him—that is genuinely better action scene than anything in this movie. But that's not saying much.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, is there anything else you watched this week, or should we move on to Taylor?
1: No, I didn't watch anything else.
2: <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> right. I watched a lot of movies this week. I, I officially jumped into my It's Christmas, so we're going to watch all those So Bad, It's Amazing Christmas movies I can find on Netflix and Hulu and just anything I can find. It's that time of year for me. Uh, the one I will bring up because it is a new release Christmas film is Love Hard, which is on Netflix. Um, and it's not a great movie, but it has really cute moments that I love. Um, and Nina DeBrev and Jimmy O Yang are pretty good in it. Like they're you can tell they're having a good time. Um and it's just it's just that's that's basically my brand of movie this kind of year, where it's like the Netflix Hulu streaming service hallmark, like Christmas movie that you can tell has no budget and it's just a nonsense romantic movie. That's 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 where my energy has gone this week. I've legitimately watched like eight of them and it's been a, it's been a great time so if that's your kind of movie dear listeners i would recommend checking out love hard it it's a bit rough to start with but if you stick with it shout out to peggy gubbins who convinced me to stick with it and actually finish the movie because i was debating it and she's like listen if you get through it there's some really cute moments you'll have a good time with it she was correct i did so that that's what I while you were suffering watching Venom, let there be carnage. I was enjoying the heck out of these sappy, ridiculous Christmas romance movies. So that was my week. Taylor, did you say you watched eight of them? I think so. Probably. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that's there, a so lot of Christmas it, cheer. Let's let's see. I did Love Hard, A Cinderella Story, Christmas Wish, Christmas with a Prince, A Princess for Christmas, Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, A Christmas Prince, The Royal <laughs> Baby. <laughs> And a Cinderella Christmas. So that was my week this week. So you just
0: went to the search bar and put Christmas.
2: Yes. <laughs> that's Christmas basically what I
0: did. In the title, you're like, I'm watching it. It's got Christmas yep. in the title, I'm watching it. Wow. <laughs>
2: basically. Well, I guess
0: my... <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you then, out of all those, which one was the best? What's the one you're gonna, everybody should go to? Oh,
2: I, okay, I would probably say that a Cinderella Story Christmas Wish was my favorite but only because it's also a musical. So like it was the Christmas romance story but then there was singing and dancing as well. So that's 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 my brand.
0: <laughs> Who's the most famous person in all
2: these movies? Oh god. In all of them probably probably love probably Nina Dobrev and Jamieo Yang. They're probably the most famous people in any of these movies to be honest.
0: So there you go. Wow. So you, all right. Well, Taylor is getting into the Christmas spirit. I didn't hear a six underground.
1: I was hoping to hear a six underground. Look, I was, I was also (laughs) really hoping to, but unlike Taylor, who was able to sit at home and watch eight movies, I had to go into the office this week, and uh, we have an overseas vacation coming up next week, and uh, yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of, a lot that I've had to do this week. You
2: didn't week. have as much free time as I you know, were hoping. I,
1: <laughs> I was really hoping to have a lot of more free time this week, and it just didn't happen. Um, we didn't get to go see uh, Titane or...
2: We didn't get to see any of the stuff that we, we said we were going yeah, to realistically. Like, this week's just so. been a
1: week, it, so yeah.
2: All right, well... Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> however, I am on a plane next week, oh. so I'm going to try and watch as many of them as I can next week. Um,
2: During our 13-hour flight. Yes,
1: however, yeah. although I may also be watching a whole bunch of our bracket movies, so I, I, I'm not sure yet.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I'll wrap it up talking about a couple things I watched this week. No Christmas movies. <laughs> JT, come on, I know, man. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving, I wait till at least Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Ooh, I, actually,
1: I, I, I re- oh, actually, sorry, I did just remember one t- Christmas movie I did attempt to oh, watch. Oh, okay. I watched 30 seconds of uh, Home Sweet Home Alone and just went, nope, I got better things to do with my life. I knew. I, no. You
2: legitimately got about two minutes in and you just... You just rage quit.
1: I just went, no, nah, I'm done. I can't. I just cannot. I, I've got better things to do with my life. I am too busy to try and watch this right now. And I just went and did other things. So, yeah. No. Nah. Yeah.
0: I can't. I have not been able to quite get myself to hit play on that because I've read so many <laughs> bad things. There's a, the only part of me that wants to give it a try is just curiosity. I, I think much like you, I'd probably make it about ten, fifteen minutes, or I actually would be way more than you made it. Um, and I probably would turn it off. Home Alone; those are staples of when I was growing up. I, this movie just looks like a kind of a little bit of a cash grab. The cast has some talent in it, but it's it's not the same. It looks like it's something that was made for Disney Plus because we need to get people movies to watch on this service. That's not an MCU show. All right, well, I'm going to start off by saying I saw a movie that was one of my most anticipated of the year. I did actually get a chance to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're going to have a, it's going to be our featured review next week, so I'm not really going to get into it too much right now. All I'll say is it's a movie I can't wait to talk to you guys about because one of the biggest conversations around this movie is the nostalgia. How much nostalgia is too much? How is it being used? And that's some of the most interesting conversations I've seen coming from this movie. A lot of people will say it's kind of like The Force Awakens. It introduces some really cool new characters, but it revisits a lot of the story beats from the original Star Wars. And I understand Ghostbusters Afterlife is doing something very similar, although I would argue it's doing it at least, you know, when we got to The Force Awakens, Killer was the third Death Star, Okay. I already saw Return of the Jedi. It was like, really, again? This is the first really true Ghostbusters sequel outside of Part 2, which doesn't really, you know... 1 and 2 came within a few years of return, 4 or 5 years. This is the first reboot-slash-sequel since that horrible reboot from a few years ago, which had a great cast, and I was really championing, and I was kind of cheerleading for it, and I just did not like it, unfortunately. This movie is doing something totally different but at the same times it does feel like ghostbusters but through the eyes of like a spielberg lens a amblin lens it feels a little bit like super eight james j abrams when he tried to recreate that spielberg magic so that's all i'll say i don't want to really get into plot details i enjoyed it i really did enjoy it as a huge ghostbusters fan nostalgia worked for me and the story beats worked for me because i think they pulled it off correctly but A lot of people feel differently, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So I'm really excited for that feature review, which will be next week. So I'll leave that in the back burner for now. And I'll talk about the only other movie I really watched this week was I revisited Last Action Hero, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. A movie I think has an amazing concept. I think just the idea of a kid going into – a movie that he loves, a film geek, you know, like me. Like this is something I would dream about as a kid. And when this I was a kid when this movie came out, I remember seeing it and being like, this is amazing. As an adult watching it now, I still appreciate it for a lot of cool ideas. I think John McTiernan was a very inspired choice to direct this film. I think my issue is when this kid he's watching Jack Slater, who is basically like a Bruce Wills type character, but except for it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. The The world movie he goes into doesn't quite feel like the action movies of those days. It feels like a PG action movie. There's a talking... I watched Die Hard as a kid. I watched The Lethal Weapons. There wasn't a talking cartoon cat. It, it, I think the world he goes into would have been more interesting if it actually felt like a real kind of R-rated action movie. Instead of this really heightened product... <laughs> I don't. I feel like that's more like what we get now than what we did back then. I feel like he went to a movie like Red Notice instead of a movie like Die Hard or Lethal Weapon. I, I so I have some mixed feelings about it. I enjoyed watching it. I think the cinematography is great. I think Arnold is one of the few action stars who could really do comedy and action. He, he's shown it with kindergarten cops and twins. And I love the concept and some of the ideas in this movie. And it, it's kind of meta. Like when he goes into the premiere of his own movie and he, he's like, Oh, that's my, st-, he's like pretending to be a stunt double. There's some really cool creative things in this movie. I just don't think it all works because of some of the tone shifts. Uh, have you guys seen this movie recently? Is it something you grew up loving?
1: Um, I bought the 4k a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months ago. And that's I, why to, I, I bought it, it
0: that's why yeah, I watched and I it I sat
1: down and watched it and look I don't disagree I think the biggest problem this movie has overall is that it's PG-13 and that they that at this point in his career Arnie was at where the rock is at of I am now a brand I can't ruin this brand and I think that's the problem with this movie is that he he'd created himself as a brand of Kids now like me and I can't ruin that. And so I'm making these movies PG thirteen, even though this movie is begging to be R, so that it can actually do what it's trying to do, which is parody the movies that were R-rated.
0: And well, I'll push back a little bit. I knew mean, that only because like you watch movies like Cine Royale, and some of these movies are PG-13. They're still gritty and dark at times. Like I mean, I yeah, understand-
1: but that's also but that's also in the two thousands. Like, the ninety in the nineties they hadn't pushed the bar yet. They hadn't figured out where the line was okay. and where you can really push it. Like I, I, there's not a two thousand a nineties movie that is PG thirteen but feels like it's R.
0: Interesting. I'd have to dig into my, uh,
1: like they would just, they would just be like, we'll just make it R. Like they, they, because they weren't terrified of the R rating, like they became terrified of it in the two thousands. The two thousands is the worst decade for the, for the R rated movies. And then in the, and then get de- most of the 2010s as well. But then Deadpool happened and they went, Hey, we can do R rated movies again.
0: So do you, so overall you're positive on the movie, Jacob?
1: I'm, eh, I'm eh, on okay. it. It's, it's fine. It's, there's a lot of, there's, there's some stuff that works. I think it's a little too clever for its own good. Like I, I, I think it, it tries to be a little too clever, but on, over on the whole, it's, eh, it's fine. All right. Well, like
0: let's, it's, ask, it's not- let's ask Taylor. Cause if you got listeners don't know, she does have Arnold Schwarzenegger tattoo on her back. I believe it's from the Running Man. Uh, she's uh, yes, a huge uh, fan.
2: Yes. However, I have not seen this movie, so I have no comment. <laughs> uh, oh, that's amazing! Okay. Well, when she
1: went when she stepped through when she stepped through the portal, though it turned into a Stallone tattoo. Perfect. Yeah, yes. Yes. So, you know. Uh,
0: that's a great joke in the movie. I love that Stallone Terminator Standy. They show. Oh, it's so good. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for what we've been watching. A lot of interesting movies there, a lot of Christmas, uh, a little bit of early '90s, and some Venom. So that's uh, quite the stew we got going there for movies.
1: I really, I really missed out this week. I, I, uh, I, I, I failed this week.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? The holidays are coming up. It's totally understandable. I usually watch more than. I think one or two movies, and I really didn't get that much to watch this week. I mean, Ghostbusters, yes, but like at home, I usually watch a movie every, at least every other night. But just been jumping to some video games, haven't been watching as many movies, but I did make time for Last Action Hero. Speaking of Last Action Hero, here's another guy who ruled the 90s in some action movies, like Independence Day, Bad Boys, when rated R movies were still rated R and were badass in action. Ugh, I missed the 90s. We're talking about Will Smith jumping back into the ring for Academy Awards. A lot of buzz going around saying he might be the frontrunner right now. Again, it's very early in the Oscar season. A lot could change from now until the Oscars. By Oscar time, he might not even get nominated. Who knows? So tell me your names again.
1: I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So
2: what'd you think? I wrote me a 78-page plan for their whole career before they was even born.
1: Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> These girls so great, how
2: come I've never heard them? They're from Compton. It's OK. They're just not used to seeing good-looking peoples like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's nervous. Take a step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she ought to take a few more steps up. Just get someplace safe. I think you might just have the next Michael Jordan. Oh, no, brother man. I got me the next, too.
0: But we are talking about King Richard, which is the true story of uh, Richard Williams and his two daughters, Serena, Venus. And it's not really a movie about the – I mean, it is about the two daughters. But it really is about Will Smith's character and how he kind of formed these two greatest tennis champions we've ever seen in our lifetime. Uh, And this is a very interesting film. I don't remember the director's name. I should have had IMD pulled up. I'm not really familiar with his work, but it's really well directed. It's got a great script. I think it's got a great cast overall. There's a lot to say about this movie. We're going to get into it more in spoilers, but let's just start off with our overall thoughts. Taylor, let's start with you. What were your overall thoughts of the film King Richard?
2: So I wasn't quite sure what to expect going into it um, tone-wise or really what um, timeline the story was going to try, really try and follow. I only really knew that it was about Richard and Venus and Serena, but not sure what time period in, in their life it, it took place or how big of a span it was going to be. Um, so I, I kind of went in not, not really having expectations uh, other than people had been saying that Will Smith was incredible in the film. And I do think he was. I think it's probably the best we've seen from Will Smith in a very, very long time. Uh, it's a very dramatic, very heavy role. Um, and and it's definitely a drama before anything else, which I enjoyed very much. I thought that it was it was a very interesting way to show the audience a early part of Venus and Serena's life um, and give us kind of insight into where they came from without really making the movie about either of them necessarily. Uh, I did enjoy kind of the more. Serious, uh, almost kind of heavier tone it had through a lot of the movie. There were some fun moments and some comedic moments, but it's definitely more of a a drama. Um, The the sports moments that are in the movie are a lot of fun. I think they're handled really well. Um, And I just think it was a very well-directed, very well-rounded story that kind of gives you the emotional punches when it's supposed to. Um, And it really just kind of did, I think what any good uh, true life film, especially a sports film should do, where you want to find out more, find out how much of it's actually true, like how much of it they, they had liberties with and what, what actually went on because I find their story so fascinating of, of how we got these two just incredible sports champions, like in tennis that we haven't hadn't seen really before. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I think that it did exactly what it set out to do. I think not only Will Smith, but the entire cast in this film is incredible. I thought John Bernthal was great. Um, I thought the actresses playing Venus and Serena were also fantastic. Um, and I just, I just thought it was a very well-rounded film. Tone was great. Performances were great. I thought the script was great. Um, and it was just it, it's it's definitely in my top tier of films that I've seen this year for sure.
0: Awesome! Yeah, sounds like you liked it overall a lot, uh, Jacob. What were your thoughts on King Richard?
1: Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I, I thought it's a very good movie, um, directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green. Um, and I no, I I thought well, look, Will Smith is absolutely the highlight of this movie. He it's his movie for. Um front and center. He is front and center in this movie through the entire thing. It's his movie. Uh, I, f- I feel like that's to a little bit of the film's detriment. Uh, that it's so much about his story. Uh, but we can get into that in spoilers. Um that being said, I, look, this is it's a really great film. Like the 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 sports element of it is incredible. Um Senaya Sidney, I think is how you say her name, as Venus Williams, is a revelation. I think she is absolutely incredible in this. And I, I really did really enjoy it. I think that it manages to tell this story while also... While making, I, I think one of the big strengths, and I don't know if it's intentional, but I have a feeling it was, is uh, R- Richard's not very likable. Like he, like, and I think Will Smith manages to find to to ride that balance of this isn't a likable guy. Like this isn't someone who he's he's unlikable, but understanding like he he rides that line of we get where he's coming from we get why he's doing it he does clearly love his children but he also sees them as a product and I think that's something that the film does well enough I kind of just wished it focused on that element a little bit more um, but we can get into that when we get spoilers but I, I overall this is one of the better movies of the year I think it's absolutely a fantastic film that will smith is easily the front runner of the oscar um not mine personally but I, I think he is he this is the crowd-pleasing movie that i think is going to be the one that gets him the his, uh will smith finally get his academy award
0: yeah i think the thing with will smith when you get to that level of stardom it is hard to lose that actor when he becomes a character. I think Tom Cruise is another actor. It's hard for him to see him as anybody but Tom Cruise. Will Smith, you see him, it's hard to see him as anybody but Will Smith. That's what some of the criticism was when he did Ali. It's like, yeah, that's Will Smith doing Ali. I don't see Ali. I see Will Smith doing Ali. I think with Pursuit of Happiness, because that's not a character that was, like, larger than life that we knew. It felt like we were just seeing Will Smith, but as, like, a down-and-out father. He even had his own son playing his son. It's like, oh, it's Jada and Will. I understand what's happening here. I think with this film, is the closest he's gotten to where you kind of forget at times... Uh, this is a Will Smith movie. He's playing a character. And he really goes all out for it. He's doing mannerisms. He's talking different. The way he just carries himself, he almost slouches a little bit. Mm. He's in the, here's, Not to his fault. Will Smith is such a young... T- has such young energy... It's weird to see him playing an older man, and like even if he's this probably the same age that Richard was, even though they're the same age, he has this such young energy about him that you feel like he's playing an older guy. But I still have to get a lot of respect to Will Smith because I do think he really does become this character, uh, the way he, he changed the way his voice is. It a, it's a, really is a transformation, which is something he did with Ali, but again, Ali is so similar to what we know Will Smith as. Cocky, funny, you know, quick, quick to talk. This character is nothing like Will Smith. So this is, for me, the farthest he's had to reach to become a whole different person. And I think that's why he's getting a lot of this Oscar buzz. And I think that's why he's getting a lot of this attention for the Oscars because he really is a transformation. It's him playing, stepping out of his own skin and really trying to step into somebody else's become somebody else. And I listen, this is a Will Smith movie through and through. Like you said, the daughters are great. I think the cast is fantastic. As you guys agree, John Berthal doing something totally different here than I've seen him do in any other movie. His, the way he was doing his like Philadelphia accent He's in Florida. You know, he's like this tennis guy who just brings up all these tennis stars. He's he's a coach. And we'll get into more task spoilers, but I think he was he brought a lot of energy into the movie. Like Will Smith is usually the guy who brings that energy into the film. He, except he's in this one, he's laid back. He's he's holding it back a little bit. He's still funny. He still has a little bit of charm to him but he's not that guy who's going to light up the screen when he comes on the scene. Whereas I feel like John Berthold was like, every time he came on, I was just, I had a smile on my face. I was like, whatever Berthold's doing here. I'm on board. And I can't wait to see more scenes with them. Uh, rest of the cast solid. I think the two daughters, Lia Crawford, I think her name is she played. No, Linda Pierce, uh, Demi Singleton played Serena Williams and who played Venus. What's her name? I want to make sure I get it right. Cause she's so good. Uh,
1: Sinaya. Sydney. Sydney. Sydney.
0: Thank it's... you for pronouncing that first name because that would have came out of my mouth totally different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think and I think that's yeah. pronounced correctly. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. They were both great. And I want to give a lot of love to the actress who played the mother. I thought she was fantastic. Uh she plays it's Anand J. Ellis, I believe is her name. Yeah. Yeah, she plays uh Brandy Williams. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Wow, her IMDB picture looks so much different. Uh, I thought she was fantastic, and I honestly wouldn't mind putting her name up for possible best supporting actress. I don't think it's a large enough role for best actress, but I could absolutely see a supporting actress in this role. And I want to agree with you what you said earlier, Jacob. They do show that he is not like the best guy in the world. This is not a hero worship kind of movie for this character. He has some things in his past that he's not proud of. He does things in this movie that you kind of question, like, is this the right thing he should be doing for his kids? Is this, is he doing the right things? It's And there's some gray there. I'm, it's not just a hero worship, like, look how great our dad was. Look what he turned us into. They really do show the ugly side a little bit. And it doesn't really get, you know, too nasty or anything like that. But it shows the family conflict really well. And I think this this is a sports film. It's a drama. I agree with Taylor. It's a drama first and foremost. But it also is a sports film. And just like the great sports movies like Rudy, you see what they had to go through. You see their life at their lowest point. And that just, you know, so when they do achieve things later in the film... You, you get to see that journey where they came from. And I think this film does that really well. It really shows you how hard it was for them to go from where they started to where they end up. And we'll get more into that spoilers also. But, so yeah, overall, guys, I'm with you. I think this is one of the better films of the year. I think it's a crowd pleaser. I think it has one of the best performances. It's a couple of the best performances of the year. And this is a movie I could totally see the Oscars eating up because it is a feel-good film. It is a triumph, it is Will Smith, an A-list actor, giving his all to transform into this character. I, I think it's—I don't think it's making a lot of money. We're, we're recording this on a Saturday, and I think it's coming under 10 million for the weekend. But you gotta remember, this is HBO Max. A lot of people, this isn't the kind of movie people are gonna run out to see in the theater, like The Matrix, <laughs> The Matrix Resurrections. People are gonna wanna go see the theater because it's a bit, big effects-heavy action sequences. This is a small, you know, family drama that you could watch at home. I even debated watching this on HBO Max, but at the end of the day, I did decide to go see it in the theater because that's what I prefer. But I totally understand if you decide to stay home one night and throw this on. And I don't think you're going to lose a lot by not having the theater going experience. So I think that's. Is there anything else you guys want to add before we get into spoilers?
1: No, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it with the. Uh, this is definitely a it's a movie that I wouldn't be surprised does very well for HBO max. I think this is one that when Warner brothers look back at the numbers and they go, Oh, okay. This is this. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those movies that they go, Oh, the, the top five from the year that, um, on HBO max, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of them, even though it doesn't do great at the box office, but everyone's watching it at HBO max. Cause it's a, you, you know, Will Smith is getting rave reviews. Everyone's saying the, mo- the movie itself is also getting rave reviews. And I think that, oh, hey, it's a sports drama and it's uh, free at home to watch. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those movies.
2: Well, and it's also a fairly, you know, fairly recognizable sports figures yeah. in the film as well. Like, it's not just some movie about some athlete most people haven't heard of. Mm. So I-, I think that's probably also. That's probably also gonna help it out with people wanting to, to check yeah. it out if if they don't have to leave their house to do <laughs> yeah.
0: it. Yeah, in a movie with Oscar Buzz like this will have more legs than like Venom mm. 2. That's oh, it yes. like flashes out in a weekend. When it comes February, March, and Will Smith is being brought up again for best actor, this movie could even get another run in the theaters for a short amount of time. People will probably go it'll probably be on HBO Max 24 7 by that time so it's one of the movies i think will have legs because it's going to be in the conversation going forward to the oscars but let's get into the meat and potatoes of the movie let's get into the spoilers guys if you haven't seen the film this is where you want to stop go watch the movie on hbo max or the theater come back and press play again let's get into our spoiler warning And we're back. Uh, That that spoiler warning reminds me a little bit of Kill Bill. I think there's a little bit of Kill Bill (laughs) music in there. Uh, I'm not quite sure where I found it. I just typed spoiler warning in YouTube, and I found a bunch of different audio sounds, and I mixed them together. And that's what you heard. This movie, it's kind of hard to spoil real life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because you know going in, Serena Williams and Venus Williams are two of the great. But for me, I'll just say this personally. I didn't know... How much they struggled to get to where they were. I haven't watched. I watched a lot of sports documentaries. I don't. I'm sure there are a couple about these two sisters out there. I just haven't seen them. I missed that thirty for thirty. I'll probably go back and watch it now. I've seen this film, but you know, I knew they came from Compton. I I didn't know how they had just like he has five daughters and they're all sharing one room. Some of them are sharing beds. I think this movie did a really good job of showing where they come from. And the challenges they had, one, not being white in a sport that's prominently white. Uh, one of my favorite lines in this movie is when King Richard uh, Richard Williams says, oh, we chose this sport because it's mostly <laughs> little white girls <laughs> or white guys. Like, we, we knew what we picked, and I thought that was hysterical. Uh, we'll get some more spoilers, but anything you guys want to jump in right away? Taylor, is there anything you want to jump in right away as far as spoilers?
2: um as far as spoilers go I'm um, maybe not it's, it's tough because like you said it's hard to like spoil a movie like this because you can do the research and and figure out this story fairly easily but something that i thought was interesting and it was something that i was kind of thinking about as we were watching the movie because i had seen people bring this up and i'd don't know if I think it's a fair criticism, so I'd be interested to hear maybe how you guys feel about it, but I've heard people say that it came out of the movie and didn't feel like there was enough of Venus and Serena, and I don't know if I think that's a fair criticism of the movie because I don't think that's what the movie was trying to give you. Like, a movie called King Richard about Richard, having people come out and their criticism is there's not enough Venus and Serena, mm. that's not what the movie was to me to me the point of the movie was this guy Richard Williams had such a reputation he he was such a figure As their careers were starting in the media, he was someone that was constantly getting criticism about how he was bringing up his daughters, not letting them compete in the junior competitions, doing a lot of media interviews. Is he a genius? Is he just making this about himself because he's an egomaniac? Does this system he's trying to do actually work? Is it because he's trying to get his daughters an education and and really protect them from what he sees as a very toxic kind of tenant world for children and i think we really got a perspective on who richard was outside of the media we got to see how he brought up his daughters what his family life outside of any of that looks like and what this dynamic was before any of the fame or money or any of that really came into it and to me if that's the movie that you're trying to make I think it was pretty, a pretty good balance of Venus and Serena and their tennis while also getting to see who Richard kind of was outside of what the media saw him as, which we get towards the end of the film.
1: So I, yeah, the, 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 the criticism you're mentioning is what I've also seen. It was a a question I was about, I was going to bring up of does do, and what do you guys think? Do do you think this movie Green Book's, Serena and Venus? What do you as mean As in that? as in does what Green Book did. Tells the story of this person but actually tells it through someone else. Through the it tells the story of Don but not doesn't tell his story, tells it someone else's story?
2: No. I don't think so. That's it, what that, well, and that's
1: what it, that's the criticism people have. Well,
0: if see, John I don't agree Bernthal with that. was the main actor in this movie <laughs> Then I yes. would have said, that's yeah. a green book, because yeah. we took a white character who's not even part of the family and is basically through his eyes. The fact that we're still in the Williams sisters, I mean, it's a family. They really touch on a lot of the family, especially the mother and father. It is about Richard, but like I think they really do a great job of giving the mother some great scenes. There's a scene where she confronts the neighbor who calls the police because she thinks that she's mistreating the daughters. Uh, The scene where they have that huge scene in the kitchen where they disagree about, you know, the way Richard is handling, and she throws all his skeletons out of the closet and really shows you, hey, listen, you're not a perfect person. You know, you're maybe overprotecting these kids and not giving them the freedom they have. I think this movie does a really good job of showing you different angles of this family dynamic throughout the film. So, like, it's hard. The Green Book thing for me doesn't really make any sense. But I understand where you're coming from.
1: No, And and, sorry, that's not a criticism I have. Like, that's just the criticism. That's... The criticism that's gone around about this movie is that it green books Serena and
2: Venus. See, and, and the, the, the reason that doesn't work for me is because this movie is not advertised as Venus and Serena's movie. The movie is called King Richard. Mm. And to me, you're spending a lot of time with Richard and you're learning a lot about him as a character. And if you're going to tell his story, you have to talk about Venus and Serena. Yeah, Like they, they have to be in the movie and they have to be a pretty big part of it Mm. because as you kind of touched on earlier, you know, it, we we do see that he cares about Venus and Serena a lot. Mm. But he also, before they were ever born, he saw them as a business. Yeah. Like, he had this whole business plan laid out of what their whole entire lives were going to look like and what all these steps were. And they were going to be the greatest of all time before they were even around to, to decide if they wanted any part of, of doing that. And so I think that 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 whole angle of it is such a big part of who he was that I don't I don't know how you separate that. Also if
1: there's one oh sorry. Uh, I'll just say oh, no, if, oh. <laughs> nope, you're up <laughs> you go. you too. Uh, i I'll uh. just
0: I'll just say real quick if they re- if this movie went through their whole career of Serena and Venus through Richard's eyes, then that would make more of an argument. This movie barely touches the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the Williams sisters, it is literally this movie basically ends with her first professional match. So we don't even get into their whole career. So to me, that doesn't really, I don't think that makes any sense because this is Richard's story. They're not, if you're going to do a movie about these two, this movie doesn't even cover a portion of it, barely a portion of what we would see in a film for these two. So to me, mute point, but go ahead, Jacob.
1: So, one thing I do think is a valid criticism of this movie, and I, I, I think the movie wants to have its cake and eat it too when it comes to Richard in terms of, was he a good guy or wasn't he? In terms of, I don't think the movie ever really truly makes a statement on, did he treat his children as products or was he an overbearing parent? And I don't think the movie quite makes a statement on what does it believe about him.
0: I think it leans a little more towards a loving father. Who's overprotective. I think when he talks, there's a scene where he talks to Venus and tells him a story about how his father left him, uh, to be basically beat on by a bunch of white guys. Cause he accidentally touched a white guy's hand. It gives you some backstory of this man is just overprotective, but, The love he has for his kids, I feel like, is never in question. I never felt like, oh, he's just treating them like a meal ticket. I feel like the fact that he doesn't let them have a pro match for almost three, four years because he sees how some of these other younger athletes fall into drugs or get in trouble. So to me, I think the movie does lean towards him being an overprotective parent. I don't think it really ever gets to the point where, oh, he sees him as a meal ticket. But there is a lot of gray area there. You could still disagree with the way he went about it. You could disagree with how hard he was on his kids, but I don't think it ever puts it in the light that oh, he's he's somewhat abusive. I think the movie goes out of its way to show you it's not abusive, no, especially that, with the neighbor. That's
1: fair.
2: I, I do I do agree. I think that there are moments which I kind of mentioned earlier where you get those moments of the media trying to paint him as someone who's maybe just crazy or he's in it for the ego or he's in it for whatever. And to me, it's just you see him being overbearing because, again, of what JT said, the story of his childhood and, and how his father was never really there for him. But then you also get, you know, when his daughters are doing the media interviews and how careful he is about, you know, these are four, this is a 14-year-old girl. When she answers your question she's answered your question and that then you don't you don't try to manipulate or expose or make this girl feel vulnerable because she's a child mm-hmm. so if you're going to interview her this is how you're going to do it um and i think it shows that yeah of course he's overbearing like not letting them have any matches for three years it is to me shows that he's not in it for the money especially when he keeps turning down these deals that the keep Showing up when they get that first offer for what is it, the two million dollar Nike deal or yeah. wh- or whatever it is, and and he's he's not about to just sign that to get the money. Um, I also think having um, Jennifer Capriati in the film and and showing her having her heroin, I think it was heroin, but her drug problems, where you know they they play tennis with her and then she's on the news, mm. where he that's his biggest fear taking them out, trying to take them out of Compton and the neighborhood that we clearly see in the film is just complete trouble. Like it is, it is a terrible place and he wants to get them as far out of a community like that as possible. And then he sees his worst fear. One of these up and coming young, successful tennis players on the news with all these drug problems and, and, and feeling like whether it's true or not, that it, it happened because of the burnout of mm. her being too young and being forced into doing all these things in tennis that maybe she wasn't ready to, really, to me, is the movie kind of reinforcing his fears that he has and, and of why he's so overbearing and why he is the way he is. And I think the movie handles it well because we do get that moment of all his skeletons coming out of the closet when he's confronted. Um, and, and I do think that to me, at least, the movie does lean into to that angle of it. Could it maybe have gone a little harder? Possibly, but it's not really something that I sat there and went, "Man, they're really not telling me who they think this mm. guy is." But that's just that's just how I viewed it.
0: Yeah, uh Jacob. So, what what are your overall feelings at the end of the day? Like, do you think it painted him in a negative way, or do you think they did a good job? of giving it like a 50 50 or do you think it was more in the angle of he's an overprotective dad who's thinks he, he thinks he knows better, but that doesn't mean he knows better.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely think the movie has the opinion that rich that in the end Richard was right. Like I, I, I think that that is the opinion that the movie has of what of Richard's tactics of how he Developed these incredibly too young, uh, these in, you know incredible young athletes, and who were his children. Like I, I do think that they that the movie presents the narrative that what he did was right and worth it. Personally, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with how the film goes about that. But that's also my personal takes on me as not a parent, and I don't know, like, how well, I... Yeah.
2: Well, how did you feel... Because I saw you, like, grimacing as it would happen, but how did you feel the movie handled the moments where clearly he just doesn't behave the way he should around certain, like, you know, when he's with the higher-end, like, tennis figures? Like, because I, I would see yeah, you cringe... I, I like, think like, you're
1: meant like, to farts. cringe in those moments.
0: <laughs> he literally yeah, answers like, I with think a fart. In, in,
2: but, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. do you think the movie... Accomplished what it was trying to do.
1: I do. I, I think in those moments you are meant to, you're meant to feel like as though this guy is out of place.
2: In, and he knows he's out
1: and of he, place. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's out of place, and he knows it, and he doesn't care. Compared to this is a guy you know in over his head who is just there because he, you know, who's who, yeah, the, compared to a guy who's in over his head and shouldn't be there. I think this movie does do a, a, go, a very good job of saying, no, this is, this is someone who knows he shouldn't be there because of who he is and his background, but he is because he's got two of the, because of what he's done for these children. And he and screw establishment.
0: Let's I want to get into some of the scenes in the film that specific. Let's get to some specific scenes. Let's talk about the drive by the drive by scene, because that's a scene I would love to do a little research on. I don't know if that was something that was made up for, you know, to get across the point of where they're living. So there's a scene in the movie where these guys keep harassing one of the daughters of Richard Williams They even beat him up twice. They beat him up the first time he encounters them, and then they beat him down again. And then later in the movie, Richard sees them at a gas station or a little food mart, and at first you don't see the gun. You just see him get out of his car, and then his hand raises, and he has a gun. Like, he's going to go kill this guy. And before he can cross the street, there's a drive-by, and just a machine gun spray, This is the most violent scene in the movie. This is the one part where I think you might not want to bring your kid. Or if you bring your kid, make sure you cover his eyes for the scene. Uh, And to me, I I was a little bit like, wow. Like, I am really curious if that is just something they did for dramatic effect. Or was that something that actually happened? I'd have to do some research. Did that scene work for you guys?
1: I think it's the most out-of-place scene yeah. in the movie. I, I think it comes out of nowhere. Oh, no, okay, sorry, that's not right. It doesn't come out of nowhere. The movie has done a very good job up to that point of establishing what this area is.
2: Yeah, to, to me to me, it was interesting because it definitely is, outside of Richard's character getting beat up, hmm. it is the most violent scene. In the, there are a couple violent scenes in the film and they all have to do with this kind of almost side story of... Richard and the guys who are tr- are hitting on Tundi that he's trying to keep away from her. And to me, the moment felt like the ultimate escalation of and the ultimate embodiment of showing the audience what Richard is trying to get his daughters away from. Because he's gotten to this point where, to me, he feels like he can't fully protect Tundi. They, they keep coming after her they're beating him up like it's it they're really just willing to go to any lengths really to harass him and then he's worried again about not being the father that can protect his children that that they're gonna feel like he just abandoned them when they needed him and to me that moment is kind of the movie showing you this is what this neighborhood and this community and this culture looks like if you don't get yourself out you kind of can fall victim to this I don't have any other choice and at that moment he kind of felt like he didn't have any other choice and because of that if he ends up going through with it because he has to his whole life changes Mm. and his future's gone and his opportunity is gone and to me it just felt like the movie kind of showing you possibly what could have happened to his daughters and the life they could have been subjected to is if he's not successful in getting them out of this, which is what he's always been so worried about.
0: I think that was very well said, Taylor. I think you nailed it. <laughs> Jacob, anything you want to add to it?
1: <laughs> no, she nailed that.
2: Oh, guys, thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah, no, you nailed it completely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two more, two more questions I have secondly, let's talk about some of the tennis in this movie because this it is a drama first, but it is a sports movie second. And it does have some of the staples of a sports film, the underdog, the person out of their element. I thought the tennis scenes were really well shot. I'm not sure if some of it was done with CGI or body doubles or if it was all done with the real actors. But there was no point where I sat there and I said, oh, I see, I see the tricks being played here. It all felt very real very genuine and you know i got caught up in some of these matches especially the big match at the end i personally don't know the history of venus williams that well especially when it comes to her big matches i didn't know the outcome was going to be i'm thinking she's going to win this match i'm like she's kicking this girl's ass is how it happened is she gonna just dominate this is amazing so it was really interesting to me to see that dynamic of that final match not knowing the outcome and the way it she she ends. Listen, we'll just say it. It's spoiler. We're in spoilers. She ends up losing. It's very much a rocky ending. She loses, but she really wins because at the end of the day, everyone loves her. You know, she had all these new fans. The camera did a really good job of like cutting back to the people of color in the audience and how much they were invested. In what was going on with this young girl? Uh, so, yeah, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Jacob, like, did that last match work for you as a dramatic set piece and just as like a sports film piece?
1: Look, the third act's the best part of this movie. Like, I, 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 think the third, I think the third act is the strongest part of this movie. I think, and, and and that's not a slight on the first two acts, but as someone who is a sports drama fan, like who loves sports dramas, this just it, it, it hits every trope. But I don't care. Like, it's, it, I, I, really do love the way that they do the ending of this movie. Um, I'm fascinated like I knew she lo- I I knew she lost this one just cuz of history but um I'm fascinated to know whether or not the stoppage was real cuz I know that like I know that the final score is what happened but I mean I'm fascinated to know if the uh stoppage was real
2: Yeah as we were sitting there watching it cuz I didn't know it was going to happen cuz I I'm not um, like a huge tennis person. Like, I hadn't been, but I obviously knew who Venus and Serena were. But I didn't know much about their story or how this would go. And I'm sitting there going, man, I really want to watch the real match just yeah. to actually see how this really played out. But I did think that they did a great job shooting it, creating that drama around it, really building up for you. The thing that really I was fascinated about. In this movie, because again, I didn't know a lot about either of their stories, was when we get the moment with Richard and Serena. And he tells her, you're going to, I planned it this way, you are going to be the greatest of all time. She is going to be first, but I know you, and I know that you can battle through adversity, and that's why she got the professional coach, and you didn't. She's going to be first, but you're going to be the best there ever was, Mm -hmm. and that moment... Was just like that knocked me off my feet because the whole time I'm like, man, he's really investing a lot into Venus and Serena's kind of just sitting there. But mm. we know that she ends up being the best of <laughs> both yeah. of them. And it really made me emotional. I, if yeah. you're
0: Venus Williams watching this movie, are you like, Dad, what the hell?
2: <laughs> I, like, <laughs> what
0: is this? I could have been the best. I, 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 But you know, they had to watch the Venus, uh, the Williams sisters watched this movie before they endorsed it. They, you know, they were involved in this movie and they said they wouldn't endorse it until they actually got to watch it and they agreed with the way it was done so that gives you you know that gives me some but at the same time while i i liked hearing that this is very much a one-sided story being told this is being told by the family the williams sisters like so it's good and you know probably has its bad things too because they're going to paint themselves in a better light than most people would uh, yeah, so I agree with everything you guys said about the end. I think the ending's great. If you're Will Smith, and well, let's say you're producing the Oscars, what is going to be your scene you're pulling out of this movie when they say the nominations are so-and-so, so-and-so, Andrew Garfield, and then Will Smith?
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm still mad it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs>
0: Because I'll say... To me... I'll, I'll just, real oh, quick, yeah. I'm not even going to answer it. The scene where they do the welfare check, and he gets to yell at them. Ooh. And To me, that was... like I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, there's your Oscar clip. There's your Oscar clip. But there's a couple. So I'm curious to hear what you yeah, guys have. that that's,
1: that's probably the one. Like, that's probably the one, because it's not a spoiler. It's not a... you know. And I know the Oscars don't really <laughs> care about spoilers, but to me, I think the one that I would use is either... I, I'm probably going to let you use the other one. Uh, is the, the one I would use is when he tells her, I'm so proud of you after the match. Oh,
2: that's yeah. that's
1: That to me is, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I really have no idea.
1: Okay, I, I, I thought you were going to use the You're saying, oh, one. I'm
2: going to save one for you, and my brain is like tumbleweeds <laughs> going through my head. The
1: one you just talked about.
2: Oh, the the goat moment. Yeah, Yeah, I could see that. I think that
1: that could be the other one. I could see that
2: being one where he's telling her that she's going to be the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. That that moment just like is going to stick with me because the whole movie, I was fascinated that we were spending so much time with Venus. Like I knew she was first. Yeah. But just the way the movie was, like I just thought that was fascinating. You know,
0: I'll say this. I remember when Creed came out and Stallone was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And the clip they used from the movie wasn't the obvious Oscar moment. It was the Oscar moment in Creed is when he breaks down and tells him how like he wants to die and like there's nothing left for him. And when they showed a yeah. the different scene from Creed, I said, "They're not going to give it to him. They didn't put the like the, 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 <laughs> the, the Oscar clip is so obvious here." So. I don't know if the Oscars still do that, but I'm curious to see what scene... I'm always curious to see what scene they put in when they do the Oscar nominations. Because I'm always like, was that the best scene you could have put? Is that really the one that... I don't know. It's almost like they're stacking the deck a little bit. Uh, But guys, I think we've talked a lot about this film. I think the supporting cast is something we both said it was pretty fantastic. John Bernthal, do you think he has a chance for best supporting?
2: Uh, To me, it depends on how stacked yeah that really is and it also depends to me how much the academy ends up liking king richard as a whole because Mm. to me if if they really love this movie there's definitely a spot for him because there's always to me that one nomination in like an actor or supporting actor or actress where i'm like where the hell did that come from and if they like king richard enough Mm. i think it could happen I think he's fantastic in the movie. Like, he was a, a bright spot in this movie for me. I'm going to green book myself here and say that I, <laughs> I loved John Berthold in this movie so hey, much. You uh, know <laughs> but- what
1: I did? Where we got out of Little Women. I went... Like, uh, oh, it's all great. But man, Chris Cooper is incredible. (laughs) It's like it's little women and you're and you're like this cast of incredible women
2: and you come out talking about Chris Cooper.
0: (laughs) It's like when Ghostbusters 2016 came out, and all everyone was talking about was Chris Hemsworth. It was like all these great female comedians and like everyone was praising Chris (laughs) Hemsworth in that movie. Yeah.
2: But but I I do think that it, depending on how much the Academy loves this movie, it's possible. But I'm not predicting it at the moment.
1: Yeah, I I'm I don't think I I, I will be shocked at this point. I, I think this year is a tough year for supporting actor. Um, I think Power of the Dog potentially has two film two osc two nominations in it alone. Gucci, how many Gucci going to have? You've got Gucci. You've got Gucci. <laughs> what a- You've got, um, Macbeth, you've got Belfast, licorice pizza. Like I, I, I think there's a lot of movies. I would love it. I, I, I think I'd, I'd like it if he was nominated, but I, I just don't see it. Uh, realistically, what, what do you think are the chances of Smith getting it? I, I
0: think it's a I, lock. At this point, I think he's. I got think it. he's a lock for a nomination. <laughs> a. For a nomination? Absolutely. Will he win yeah, it? I, That's a different story.
2: I I do not see a world in which he doesn't get a nomination, Mm. but I I don't personally like doing locks for winners. Yeah, that's
1: this early. No, no,
2: just in general, because (laughs) when that happens, whenever I'm like, for sure this person is, they're absolutely going to give this award to (laughs) (laughs) Chadwick Boseman because they changed the whole ceremony around for it to happen. Mm. Nope. I do not (laughs) trust the Academy at all. But I do think they will give him a nomination. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think at the, at this point, it's going to be a genuine bona fide sh- snub and shock if he doesn't get nominated. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I'm at at this point, I'm all but re- we're ready to say he's going to win the thing. I think there's just too much.
2: I, my momentum. my problem is if it gets the hype too early yeah. that can be a detriment because that was La La Land's whole problem mm. like it was gonna win all the Oscars and then the backlash happened same with Marriage Story Marriage yeah. Story was gonna win all of the Oscars Ooh, super early with all the buzz and then the backlash happened so mm. I'm I'm very curious to see what timing does to a lot of these movies because we've learned sometimes that things <laughs> peaking too early with the Academy can be disastrous. So I'd be curious. My
0: prediction is it will get a lot of nominations, even probably a Best Picture nomination. Because I think there's.
1: Oh, yeah, it's yeah. getting Best Picture. But with 10 nominations this year, it's getting. I don't best think picture.
0: it'll win in any other category. And the, the, everyone's going to be like, we'll give Will the best actor, but it's not going to get anything else. That's my prediction. If if he wins,
1: maybe screenplay, maybe. maybe but I, I, I look. Th- this is a like. If we go original, I'm curious. Original screenplay. I uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, like, it's
2: possible, but licorice
1: peach is going to be the big thing this year. You think, you so? think so? Wow, I, 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 I think in, sorry in terms of like I think that, that that's the big question mark of where that lands with people and the academy.
2: It is going to be fascinating, though. I I do think I do think King Richard's going to get a bunch of nominations. I just don't know if I see it picking up a lot of awards. But Mm. you know, like I said, only time will tell. I feel like
0: the Academy (laughs) lately likes to spread it out the wins. They don't. It's very rare that you get that one movie that has eleven wins and like you know eleven nominations. Like I feel like in the last few years, the Oscars like all right, we're going to give this best picture. We'll give this one Best Actor. We'll give this one Best Supporting. We'll give this one Best... Like, Best Director and Best Picture have been split a lot lately. It's it, I think it's the last few years, it's rare they've gotten Director and Best Picture in the same... Both getting a win. So I feel like the Academy spreads the love. They're spreading the love so more movies get recognized. That's why there's 10 nominees now. They want more movies to get recognized. So I think it's interesting. This It'll be interesting to see what happens. But... I think for the most part, we said what we want to say. We'll just do some closing thoughts. Uh, We'll each go around and say overall thoughts on the film. And where do you think this will place for you by end of the year, as far as like best films of the year, not just performance.
1: Um, Look, I think, I think this is one of the better movies of the year. I think it's a really great drama, really fantastic sports drama. It's a fascinating character study on a highly controversial man who. Portrayed by an Oscar caliber performance by Will Smith. It's currently in my top 10. There's a lot of great movies still to come between now and the end of the year. Like, there's a lot of really great movies. Uh, If it. I wouldn't be shocked if it drops out of my top 10, but that's also just because I know that there are so many incredible movies coming. Like, there's this, you know. Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Macbeth—like uh, there's stuff that's coming that I that could easily take it out that I am highly anticipating. That being said, it's a fantastic movie, and I like don't 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 take any of the nitpicking criticisms I've had as this is a bad movie. It's not. This is one of the best movies of the year. It's a massive crowd pleaser. I can't imagine anyone not liking this movie. Like it's one of those ones where pretty much everyone you can guarantee go see it. You're going to like it. It's just, it's a crowd pleasing movie that I, I, I just think everyone's going to really enjoy. And I think I'll be shocked at this point if Will Smith doesn't win the Oscar.
2: Taylor. I won't. Cause the Academy sucks. <laughs> um, they're bad at their jobs. Um, yeah. I'm, pr- I, I don't really have too much else to add. Um, I it is in my top ten. I do think it is going to end up dropping out for me, but just because I know that House of Gucci is still coming, Nightmare Alley is still coming, Spencer is still coming, um, you know, like you said, <laughs> Macbeth is still coming, Licorice Pizza is still coming, West Side Story is still happening. Like, we, there's still so much that we haven't seen yet, and just knowing myself, I feel like, you know, movies like House of Gucci and, and things like that are going to end up kind of pushing it out just because of personal taste things. But it is a great sports drama. Uh it has great performances. I think, like I said, emotionally it hits you where it's supposed to. Uh, I think it's well directed. I like the tone that they strike with it. Um and I think it is a very interesting story. It's a very interesting character study. It's a very um fascinating way to look at some of the earlier years of Venus and Serena without really having to have the movie center so much on them, which I think works very well because they just have these massive, massive careers and you can kind of just take a step back and get a look into a part of the beginning of their career without having to make it all about them and I think that that's a great way to to kind of learn the beginning of their story, at least the very beginning of of Venus's story for, for a lot of it. So I really enjoyed it. I do think it is a film that's going to land well with most people. It's not very out there it's not a crazy like kind of controversial art housey kind of movie i think it is going to land well with most people um i i hope people check it out even if they're not going out to the theater to see it um and yeah i do think i do think we are going to see at least a, a nomination for will smith from this one yeah i agree
0: this will be in my top 10 i don't see it being in probably the top five i this could be like in my six seven or eight spot who knows? Depending on some of those movies that are coming out, like you guys said, you know we still have Spider Man No Way Home, Resident Evil. There's a lot of movies that could still push this thing off the charts. You got to be careful. Uh, oh boy, Resident uh, yeah. Evil! How can I forget How can that you forget one? Resident Evil? Uh, I mean, the trailer, that music, ah, oh, amazing. So again, there's a lot to still come, but I it's pretty safe to say I'll be very shocked this wasn't in my top ten. I think it'll be in the bottom. Half of it, but I'd be shocked if it didn't make the top ten. Just because movies like yeah, Macbeth looks really interesting, but it is a very black and white Shakespearean. I don't know if that's a movie I'm gonna be like, what should I watch today, Macbeth <laughs> or King Richard? I might go to King Richard more. I, are you more of a Shakespeare guy, Jacob?
1: Oh uh, I we have he not had so it. We, excited. This, really uh, we have not. Ha- I think I'm looking forward to this more than Spider Man. Which is saying, did you, something you like, like the Macbeth um, one
0: with uh, Michael Fassbender?
1: No, that was terrible. The- <laughs> uh, that's what. But we okay. We have not had a good Shakespeare adaptation since probably Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. Ten things I say about you. Uh, sorry. Actual <laughs> Shakespeare adaptation. So straight. Okay. We are doing Shakespeare, and I don't know Joel. Co- uh, Joel Cohen for the first time by himself doing this. I uh, that's that's
2: you're very intrigued.
1: I'm I'm fascinated by this. Also. Denzel and Francis McDormand doing Macbeth, older actors, which for a story that is typically a younger story, like, you know, a story about the arrogance of youth instead of the, you know, the complexity of age, I guess. I'm fascinated by the changes and how that tells this story. I'm, yeah, Mac- Macbeth is Probably the movie I'm looking forward to the was most. Merchant of Venice um, with
0: Al Pacino, Zach Shakespeare. I like. Yeah.
1: I thought I, that was a good. I, one. I, I like that. I I like it. Um, oh, love. I, I, I'm not the big. I, I don't love it. Like, it, yeah, I, I think Al Pacino is very good mm. in it, but I don't think the movie itself is particularly that good. interesting. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Listen,
0: I think again the word of the day is crowd pleasing. Uh, two words of the yes, day. <laughs> yes. I think this is, you could, like you said, Taylor, you could pretty much recommend this to anybody. Um, and I think they're going to have a good time with it. It's a great story. It's well told, great acting. And you have an A list star who carries the film and will probably get nominated. So. Check this movie, guys, out if you haven't already and you're still listening. Again, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Uh, again, also, though, it is hard to spoil real life, so maybe you're just a huge William sisters fan. You knew all this already. Uh, go watch the movie. It's really good. I think Will Smith will get nominated, and it's probably going to be one of the better films of the year. So we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to do a little plug for our Twitter and social media and all that. Next week, we will finally be getting around to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, are we gonna? Do you think we'll do it? We should do a double and do like House of Gucci and Ghostbusters, or should we just push Gucci another week? What
1: do you think? I think we'll push Gucci. I think we'll push Gucci because there's nothing the week okay, after. Perfect. Like there, there's there isn't anything because everything's trying to avoid Spiderman. Good. Oh, good so. point. <laughs> All right,
0: great. So and listen, House of Gucci deserves its own episode. Let's be honest. Cheers. Oh I, yeah. I'll,
2: I, I I am looking forward to hosting the House of Gucci episode takeover. Oh man, so. I got tickets.
0: I got tickets for Tuesday night. I am ready to see whatever Jared Leto is doing. I cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, so yeah, let's do a plug for our social media. Taylor, go ahead. What's your social media? Uh,
2: you can find me at finally tailored pretty much everywhere youtube instagram letterbox twitter i think my favorite review that i've seen of house of gucci so far that has me even more excited than i already was was that jared leto is doing waluigi and like wario impression at the same time in this film and that is exactly the kind of chaos that i'm looking forward to if you want more uh, more beautiful tweets like that at finally tailored is where you can where you can find me being super excited about seeing this movie. awesome
1: Jacob, go ahead. Uh, you guys can find me over at, on Twitter and Facebook everywhere at Jacob London. And we will have just finished, because uh, by the time you're listening to this, we'll have just finished the s- penultimate episode of our Comic-Con bracket. We are down to the final 32, so that's going to be in two weeks. Yes. Uh, where all of us are together inside a house. In LA, <laughs> in LA, drinking, eating pizza, and trying not to murder each other to get down to the greatest Comic Con movie of all time. So, uh, and what's the name? What's the name
0: of
1: that show? Get in, losers. We're doing movie brackets. That's
0: the name yep. of the Get in, losers. We're doing movie brackets. <laughs> <That> it's on. <laughs> <All> yep.
1: <right. laughs> it's uh. It's on the Finally Tailored YouTube channel. You can see the entire playlist of twenty episodes. We're down to the second last, and I cannot believe... 286 movies, and we are down to 32. I know.
0: Well, if you guys haven't seen the show... You have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> so start watching the old episodes so you can watch this epic finale. Uh, guys, thanks so much again for joining me for another episode of Film Review Weekly. I see. I remembered the title. That just took me the whole episode. Um, <laughs> and uh, looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm curious to see where you guys land on that movie. It's, it's I will it seems to be mostly positive out there, but there's definitely people out there who have their takes. They, they did not like what they decided to do. Uh, so I'm really curious to hear who you guys have to say. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor on iTunes. Go ahead and hit five stars. Uh, Spotify, do they do stars? I have no idea because I'm an iTunes guy. But if they have any kind of rating, give us a one to ten. Give us a ten. Give us five stars, two thumbs up, whatever the rating system is. Let's get some positivity in here. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week when we'll be uh, busting some ghosts. Peace out.